Okay. Good morning. <clears throat> Time always has and always will perpetuate those methods which better serve mankind. Chiropractic is no exception to that rule. Our Father has placed this, this chiropractic trust in our keeping to keep it pure and not sullied or defamed. We pass it on to you unstained to protect as he would also have you do. As he passed on, so will we. We admonish you to keep this principle and practice unadulterated and unmixed. Humanity needed then what he gave us. You need what we now give you. Out there in those great open spaces are multitudes seeking what you possess. <clears throat> the burdens are heavy. Responsibilities are many. Obligations are providential. But the satisfaction of traveling the populated highways and byways, relieving suffering, prolonging lives, adding millions of years to millions of suffering people will bring forth satisfactions and glories with greater blessings than you think. Time is of the essence. May God flow from above down his bounteous strengths, courages, and understandings to carry on, and may your innates receive and act on that free flow of wisdom from above down inside out, for you have in your possession a sacred trust. Guard it well. You have in your possession a sacred trust. Guard it well. What should you do to guard it well? Right? What should you do? That's the big question. What should I do to guard it well? And here's my answer. Do the best you can. See as many people as you possibly can. Have the most successful office you possibly can. Forget about your student loans. Forget about all this other stuff. You've got to go headstrong to see as many people as you can. Because every second some kid's dying. Every second somebody's getting surgery. Every second something's going wrong or someone's health somewhere. And who else is going to stop it but us? Right? I feel that chiropractic, we are just showing the world like the very tip of the iceberg. Like nobody really knows what chiropractic is. You know, if we are such an amazing profession, right, if what we have is so awesome, how come we're the best kept secret? You ever think about that? Why is it people always, every new patient, new patient yesterday, he's like, why haven't I heard this before? I'm almost 50. I have never heard this before. Right? I don't know. But I'm telling you the truth. Right? And that's what you do to guard it well. You want to know what you do to guard it well is you have to build the biggest practice you possibly can, see as many kids or as many athletes or as many geriatrics or as many whatever population you want to see as you possibly can. That's the key. Right? That's the key to guarding it well. And don't tell me you can't do it. Right? If we're only serving 10% of the United States population, that means there's, okay, so there's 300 million people-ish, right? So what, what are we serving? We're serving like... What was 10%? We're serving 30 million people, right? So you can't build your practice on 280 million people, right? Don't tell me that. I don't believe that. I don't believe when I hear that all the time. There's too many chiropractors. What are you talking about? There's 60,000 of us, 280 million of them. If everybody's decided to get adjusted today, every single person in the country decided to get adjusted today, do you know how many people each chiropractor will have to see every week? You have to see 5,000 a week per person for every chiropractor to see every person in this country. And that's pretty impossible to see 5,000 a week. You could, I don't think you could possibly do that. 
right? So don't tell me that, oh, there's too many chiropractors, right? What, I'll tell you what there really is, is there's a whole lot of people saying they're chiropractors, but there's not a whole lot of chiropractic going on, right? So I was listening to this Brian Tracy tape. I don't know if he's another one of those great motivational speakers. I was listening to his, the Brian Tracy uh, series, uh, The Psychology of Achievement. And it made me think about this. How, do, how can I impart upon you in our last class how to guard it well? How to build that big practice? So he gave us eight keys to changing your life a thousand percent. And I'm going to give those eight keys to you because I think they're super valuable. Because it really is like a distillation of what I've done over the years, but in eight sentences. And the first key is to read 30 minutes a day something in your field. So read 30 minutes a day of green books. Or read 30 minutes a day if you're into functional neurology some functional neurology textbook. Or read 30 minutes a day of something that's going to motivate you, whether it's the Bible or whatever it happens to be. Read, wake up in the morning and read 30 minutes a day in the morning, which means you have to get up earlier, right? You have to get up earlier than whenever you're getting up to do this. But if you read 30 minutes a day, you'll probably read 50 books a year. If you read 50 books a year, that means you read 500 books in 10 years. If you read 500 books in your field in 10 years, you will know more than almost anybody else in your particular niche in your field. So read 30 minutes a day of the most great thing. Number two is you said, write down your goals. And if you write them down, then you should actually rewrite them every single morning, your top 10 goals. Rewrite them every single morning. Keep them crystal clear focus. So whatever your goal is, you know, your goals are right now, those goals, you should be laying down those 10 goals and rewriting them, rewriting them, rewriting them, rewriting them every morning to make them crystal clear. Or if you don't want to rewrite them, at least read them every single morning. Like, what are your, your top goals? And read them every single morning. Number three is plan every day the night before. So don't just wake up today and say, what do you do? Oh, I don't know. Right? You have to start prioritizing your day. Right? So of those goals that you just wrote, right, prioritize. Well, what has to get done today? And the things that have to get done, do them. And the things that you don't want to do, do them first. Right? You want, you want discipline? Do the things you hate to do first. Right? Getting up and exercising. My, bless you. My wife and I, we get up every morning at 5 in the morning so we can exercise. I really don't like exercising. But I know if I exercise at 5 in the morning, when do I do it? I don't. Right? So we developed this habit early on when my son was little to say, we're going to get up at 5 in the morning because if we don't get up at 5 in the morning before he gets up, then it ain't happening. And now that's just routine. We get up at 5 in the morning, every single morning, to do our exercise no matter where we are, whether we're here, we're traveling, no matter where we are, 5 in the morning, we're up so we can get our exercise in because we're not going to go a day without exercising. Plan your day. Um, number uh, four is set priorities. So make sure you focus on your priorities. Right? So of your goals, let's say your number one goal right now is to pass Oski's next quarter. Well, are you, is that your number one goal? Are you prioritizing that number one goal? And what do you do to make that goal reality? You're just going to say, well, I'll just kind of wait, whatever happens, I'll study a couple of days beforehand. Or are you going to say, no, I'm going to make sure I pass. There ain't no way I'm going to do any butt pass. 
And the way I can do that is over break when everybody else is lounging around, I'm going to be going through my notes to make sure I'm on top of it, on top of it. All right, number five is listen to audio. Turn off your radios, turn off all the other extraneous noise, right, especially when you're in the car. You spend, you know you spend probably an average of a week or two in the car every single year driving, which is equivalent, which is equivalent to you coming to one class every single you know, week for your entire year. So you're wasting all this time if you're not putting good stuff in. So you should be listening to podcasts like my podcast, Caracast, or Tony Robbins, or Zig Ziglar, or Wayne Dyer, or Deepak Chopra, or Marion Williamson, or whatever podcast you decide to listen to. You should listen to these podcasts. You should be getting CDs of your favorite speakers, whether it's a chiropractic speaker, or whether it's a motivational speaker, or a spiritual speaker, whatever it is. You should be listening to this stuff all the time, getting your MP3s getting their podcasts, getting their CDs. Number uh, six is ask the two magic questions. He said you should always focus on two things, two positive things. Uh, whenever, uh, all, like at the end of the day, you ask these two questions, the focus on the positive. And he said the two questions are, what did I do right this day? Instead of what did I do wrong, how did I blow it, how did I mess up, which is where most of us end up thinking. What did I do right? What did I do right today? And the next thing is, what would I do better next time? Right? So instead of focusing on like, geez, I really blew that particular thing, focus on, all right, what did I do right? What were all the good things that happened today? And then what could I even do better? So if you were had a patient encounter, you felt like it didn't go very well, instead of saying, oh, God, I just really tanked that one. You know, that person never come back. And I just can't learn my lesson, and this is what happens to me. Instead of focusing on that kind of negative, Stop. Say to yourself, all right, what can I do better about that? Or what, you know, so during that encounter, I didn't really try to connect. I didn't ask them about themselves. I spent too much time talking about me. I spent too much time talking about the Braves, new stadium that's creating all this traffic out here. Instead of focusing on chiropractic and teaching them what they really need to know, right? So I think those are two great questions. Number seven is... Oh, okay. That's what it is. Make believe that every single person you encounter is worth a million dollars of business to you. Every single person you encounter is worth a million dollars of business to you. Which means that that stupid sales clerk at Kroger's, who's like going like extra slow and forgetting things, and, that, and the person that's also online that has to write a check and then has to tear it up because the check was written wrong, and then you have to get the manager to come in, and you're, going, you're sitting there fuming, right? And you're starting to say some nasty things. Forget that. What happens if that person right in front of you is worth a million dollars in business? Right? You have to put on a game face when you're out in the public. A lot of you guys don't know how to do that. Right? But you've got to have game face no matter what happens. You don't be flipping someone off when they cut you off. Right? How do you know that's not the mayor of the, your town that you're going to practice in? And that person's going to, I saw that guy. There's no way he's practicing in my town. Right? What goes around what? comes around. You got no idea. You have no idea. That person who's in front of you in line, or that person who's just cut you off, might be someone hugely important to you. So you have to be very careful of how you talk to people, of how you interact with people, of what you think that they think is going to be your a message or your opinion of them. Right? I think that's super important. And the last thing, number eight, is every time you have a negative thought, you got to change it. 
you've got to be the old policeman in your own mind, right? Most of you, you spend most of your time, and I don't mean you as in you only, I mean most people. Most people spend most of the time in negative thinking. What's six of plus stinking thinking. They're always having this negative loop going on in their head. You know, why is Dr. Pio talking about this stuff? Why does he just get the Pio? I can't wait. I didn't want to have class today. Let's just get this thing going. Right? That's the kind of stuff that's flipping in your head right now. Right? He said, change all the negative thoughts. If you have a negative thought, you've got to say something to yourself to stop it. Whether it's stop or cancel or pause, whatever it is. I say this to myself all the time. Negative thought comes in, I cancel, cancel, and I replace it with a positive thought. Cancel, cancel, and replace it with a positive thought. He calls that substitution. Substitution, right? Why should you allow that negative thought to go to your head? Because what we, as human beings, we have a tendency to always go towards negativity. And why is that? Because when 100,000 years ago, when we were not living in beautiful houses with air conditioning and having cars or whatever, we were fighting saber-toothed tigers and, and the element and how cold it was, so we're always looking for negative, right? We're always on the lookout for something bad that's about to happen. That's not the world we live in anymore. The fight-or-flight thing, we don't need that much anymore, right? If you're sitting here and you're getting all stressed out like this and you're just sitting in class and nobody's attacking you, there's no saber-toothed tiger about to jump on you, why are you wasting your sympathetics? Right? So we can just substitute that. Cancel that stuff out. Because who's going to control your mind anyway? Who's the person who's inside your head? Right? It's you. You're the one inside your head. So you can control the thoughts that come in and out of your head. And you have you can control them. But you've got to cancel them. You've got to stop it. Pause. Whatever cute little words you want to use to do that. You, I say cancel, cancel. And then I substitute. And it says affirmations. Go along with that thing too. Constantly affirming yourself. I can do this. I can, I will, and I must. You know, all the things that Dr. Sid used to teach us all the time. I feel healthy. I feel happy. I feel terrific. Terrific. That's right. Work is fun. I love to work. These kind of things that were drilled into us at GE. These kind of things are things you need to keep on saying to yourself over and over and over. I can do it. I can do it. I got this. Whatever. I'm down on it. Whatever new vernacular you want to say. <laughs> Yesterday I was telling Think about affirmation, and this young lady said, I'm down on it. I'm like, Is that good? Is that good? You're down on it? She said, Yeah, that's good. That's a good phrase. All right, good. I'm down on it. <laughs> like the thought process of it, but I get it. But that's the whole idea. The whole idea is, is what, this is what he said. He said, Even if you just do one of these things, you're going to improve your life by 10%. Even if you just do one of these eight things, you're going to improve your life by 10%. But if you, each one, if you start hitting each one, and each one, Cumulatively, over time, he's done this because this guy's been public speaking for like 50 years. He said, the people who have done this kind of stuff, he put this out here in the 80s, have improved their life by a thousand percent, have taken their life from nothing to hugeness, right? Because the whole point of what we just talked about is that we, you have in your possession right now a sacred trust. Do you get that? Do you get that when you leave here, very few people know really what's out there about chiropractic? So you either tell them or you don't. And if you don't tell them, then how would they know? you got no choice. As far as I'm concerned, you're here as a chiropractor, you're about to graduate, you've got no choice. You stepped up to the plate, you now you got to deliver. Right? You, you don't have a choice. You're in the game. Well, I don't want to do this, I don't like this. Well, when you're in the game. Here you are, right? And you're sitting there like this. I don't want to do this. Well, too bad, the basketball's coming. Right? You've got no choice. You're sitting there like this with a crowd of people around you, and they're all waiting for you like this. And you're saying, oh, I don't want to do this? 
Well, then you're just going to strike out. And then who's, who's to play? Who's to play if you don't swing? I'm just going to sit here like this. I don't want to play. All right. Don't play. But you chose it. You chose this path. You're already in 10th quarter, 9th quarter, 11th quarter, and everything you have to stumble on here. Right? It's up to you. Who's in charge anyway? Are you a marionette? Are you some kind of puppet? Are you like Pinocchio? Or are you in charge? You've got to make that decision. Only you. Right? You've got like a year, maybe a year and a half left here. You decide how you want to do it. You want to grind and complain and motor growing thumbs up, go right ahead. But then when you graduate, you'll still be grind, right when you complain and thumbs up. Right? It won't change. If you want to change your life, you better change it right now. If those say I'll change it when I graduate, I'll change it when this happens, I'll change it my first office, I'll change it when I get an associateship, I'll change it when I peak, I'll change it. You can't wait. There's no more waiting. I'm not giving you any more options to wait. Doesn't say you have in your possession a sacred trust in a few months or in a year or in, in a couple of years. It says you have a sacred possession in your trust, and the word is implied now. Now is when you have a sacred trust. Today, this moment. So why are you going to listen to these eight things to do? Why are you going to say, God, Dr. Peter, shut the hell up and get started? Right? It's up to you. Right? I'm not doing this for you. Right? I got my life set. Right? I plan my life. I designed my life. So 26 years looking ahead, let me looking back like this. I planned this. Right? And I am blessed to have a beautiful wife and a healthy family and an amazing career and travel around the world with ICP and teaching here. All these this was a plan set into action many, many years ago. This book just had it was kind of like, oh, how did I get here? Right? I realized I had to save the trust, and I had to guard it well, and I did everything I could to focus my energy so that by the time I got here to 53 years old, that this is where I'd be. Right? And I'm just getting started. That's how I feel. Like I'm just getting started. I'm just getting warmed up. Because we got so much work to do. Because chiropractic isn't universal yet. So until everybody's getting adjusted, I'm not done. That's how I know that my, I got something to do. And I want you to catch fire to that. Right? I've been teaching here for 15, going on 16 years, right? And I'm still just as fired up today to teach you guys as I was the first class I taught. You see 127 back in 2001. Right? So it's up to you guys. Completely up to you guys. If you want to take what we just talked about, if you want to take it to heart and do something about it and change your life, then I invite you to do it. And if you want help, if you want some encouragement, listen to my podcast, email me, druvenlife.edu, I want to be here for you. I don't want this to be the last time I ever see you again. I hope I see a lot of you guys in the advanced pediatric diagnosis class, advanced pediatric technique class, or the pediatric health challenges class. I hope I see you there. If you're into kids, but I know you guys got this, right? I know you get. I, I know you get. This is a, actually a very special class. Lisa warned me about this class. She said you guys are much different than some. Some classes they're just not into anything, right? You guys are. You guys are different, right? So I wanted to end with on a real high note because I trust you guys and I know that you guys understand. You guys have a sacred trust, but I want to make sure you guys have a path too. Thank <laughs> you.